Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Tuesday, July 9th, 2019, and I'm your host, Arielle Taylor, with my co-host for the evening, Anastasia. Lavendar will be back next week after the Teton meetings. We've had a great response for our next Starseed Quest to Arkansas for August Harmonic Convergence, which is August 16th through the 19th, but we still have three spots available, so let us know if you feel that pull to come to Arkansas. This is a Soul Family reunion, and all star seeds with at least one galactic marking are eligible to attend. And gathering with other star seeds brings activations to higher levels and puts star seeds on a fast track with their missions. And for more info, just write to crystals at starseedhotline.com. Our very special guest this evening is Sandra Biskind, who is a global thought leader international speaker, spiritual mentor, and number one best-selling author. She has a unique gift to identify and eradicate the unconscious programs that undermine success, instantly amplifying her client's ability to live freely and thrive. Sandra and her husband Daniel created a multi-global award-winning retreat in New Zealand named the world's best luxury coastal hotel in 2010. Sandra offers a rare combination of business savvy, transformational leadership, and soul enrichment. With her down-to-earth wisdom, coupled with her multidimensional gifts, she creates profound, sustainable shifts. Using her unprecedented laser-like techniques, Sandra takes the brakes off your unconscious, freeing you to accelerate into the thrilling experience of a life without limits. Sandra and Daniel have finally committed their full decoding process to paper in their new book, Codebreaker, Discover the Password to Unlock the Best Version of You. These go straight to the heart of recoding what blocks us from realizing our optimum life. You can read more and go to her website, which is thebiskinds.com, and that's the word the, T-H-E, Biskind, B-I-S-K-I-N-D-S dot com. At the top of the show, it's Anastasia's Starseed News, bringing topics of interest to Starseeds that you won't hear in the mainstream. And we'd like to thank Kathy and Jada for hosting the switchboard tonight for those who may have a question or comment for Sandra. We have an online Starseed community at starseedhotline.ning.com, and it's a safe place to connect with other Starseeds thanks to Tammy's helpful dedication. You can download our shows on iTunes or right here on Blog Talk, and if you'd like to show your support of our program, please just click follow on our page here, and you'll get our weekly show notices if you enable those. Our main website is starseedhotline.com. The Stage 1 Starseed Confirmations are based on Lavendar's discovery of star markings and your natal astrological chart, and the Stage 2 session is a one-on-one phone session available with Lavendar, Anastasia, or myself. 
And if you have a birthday coming up, don't miss out on your 10 hours of power. You can find out when that happens by requesting your solar return timing. And please remember, if you want the Stage 2 interpretation of that chart, you'll need to order it about four months ahead of time because we do have a waiting list. So first up this evening, it is Anastasia with her wonderful Star Seed News. Oh, you always make me laugh. That's great. Good evening, everybody. It's great to be here. Good evening. <laughs> well, today is July 9th, and the All Sky Fireball Network has reported 43 fireballs, 43. Now, potentially hazardous asteroids, otherwise known as PHAs, are space rocks larger than approximately 100 meters that can come closer to Earth than 0.05 AU. Well, now, an AU is an astronomical unit, a unit of length, which is roughly the distance from the Earth to the Sun, or 93 million miles. Now, on the other hand, lunar distance, which is also a measurement from uh, ast- astronomical measurement, that measures distance from the Earth to the Moon. And one LD is approximately a quarter of a million miles. That's compared to 93 million miles to the Sun. Quite a big difference. Anywho, we are undergoing right now uh, three, three today, uh, yeah, one, one yesterday, one today, and one tomorrow. Very close uh, ha- uh, hazardous asteroids have, co- have come by, are coming by, and will come by Earth. Uh, the 2019 MT2 occurred yesterday. That came within 4.4 lunar distances. But the one that's really hair-raising... 2019 MB4 uh, was scheduled to whiz by today at a distance of 0.8 lunar distances, very, very close shave in astronomical terms, less than one lunar distance. And tomorrow, again, 2019 NN3 is scheduled or is estimated to come by at a distance of 0.8 lunar distances. Again, two of them, today and tomorrow less than one lunar distance apart. Really close. Now, nuke sensors have detected an asteroid explosion. On June 22nd, this just came to my attention, uh, sensors operated by the Comprehensive Nuclear Test Ban Treaty Organization detected an explosion south of Puerto Rico. It was not, however, a nuclear bomb. A small asteroid entered Earth's atmosphere and exploded in the air about five kilotons of TNT equivalent to that. Weather satellites cost, uh, caught the space rock's fragmentation and recorded the explosion. And there are signs of life from Solar Cycle 25. Solar Cycle 25 is coming to life, they tell us, because for the second time this month, a sunspot from the next solar cycle has emerged in the sun's southern hemisphere. Now, solar minimum is not finished just yet, but the transition between solar cycle 24 and 25 is now underway. Now, they tell us that this does not mean that solar minimum is finished. On the contrary, low solar activity will probably continue for about another year as solar cycle 24 decays and solar 25 slowly sputters to life. This sunspot today is an important sign that the next solar cycle is approaching. Well, in Mississippi, toxic algal bloom has halted fishing and swimming 
along the entire Mississippi shoreline. They are under a water warning, which is tied to the blue-green algae bloom. Uh, They say that beach testing sites have joined the list Sunday morning. They are in Pascagoula, Mississippi. Uh, It's spreading along the beach, and the regions involved are expanding. They call this harmful algal bloom, or HAB. They tell us that this is when algae grows quickly on the surface of the water. And according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, an algal bloom can look like foam, scum, or mats on the surface of water and can be different colors. The blooms can produce toxins that have caused a variety of illnesses in people and animals. They say the overgrowth of this harmful algae can occur in warm, fresh, marine, or even brackish waters that have abundant nutrients are becoming more frequent with climate change. So I've been... uh, finding a lot of this about algal bloom, different areas off the coast of the United States as well as elsewhere. Now it's along the coast of Mississippi. If you live in that area, don't go into the water. Well, eight dead gray whales have washed up on Canada's British coast. There's a total now of 171 beached whales on the west coast of North America. On the coast of British Columbia, Uh, They found one today or yesterday. Um, That was the eighth whale to get on the uh, British Columbia coast this year. And the number that I quoted to you about 171 gray whales being found dead occurred all the way from Mexico uh, back all the way up to Alaska. So that's from uh, south to north, that many gray whales have been beached. That's a lot. And you probably might have, I don't know, maybe you heard about this if you listen to the regular news. Uh, Commuters in the D.C. and Baltimore area faced an extremely difficult and dangerous drive to work uh, yesterday morning on Monday following the holiday weekend because they had heavy downpours that flooded local roadways. There were several water rescues that they had to do because high waters overflowed the roads. Local officials were telling motorists to stay off the roads Monday morning because of flash floods. Numerous roads in downtown Washington, D.C., as well as surrounding areas, were closed on Monday morning due to heavy flood water. And I'm sure you've also heard about the California quakes. On the 4th of July, people from L.A. to Las Vegas, they felt the ground shake. Books fell off of library shelves, and this ended a uh, five-year drought in the seismic record for California. Now, before yesterday, the ground hadn't shaken in the state since a magnitude 6.0 quake struck Napa in 2014. By the way, that caused a billion dollars in damages. Now, beside these quakes, which were 6.4 and a 7.1, two days in a row, there were multiple fissures that broke open the ground in the Mojave Desert Thursday and Friday. These Fissures are enormous. They're really spooky. Photographs of them on the Internet, well, I can't see a bottom. Big cracks in the earth that opened in conjunction with these quakes. And, well, we have had hailstorms and lightning and flooding and freezing cold and all kinds of severe uh, weather patterns all across the planet. In Italy, uh, they had... um, severe summer hailstorms. Now, this wasn't five feet deep as with the Mexico hailstorm last week, but it was deep enough. 
Water and ice blocks flowed down narrow streets from this powerful hailstorm that hit the northern Italian city of Verona on Sunday. Photographs just show completely whited out conditions. It looks to me, just from looking at the photographs, the hail may have been a foot deep or more. A lot of hail, really deep stuff happening. And sinkholes, we talked about that from time to time. This is odd. I'm, I think she's fine, but a teen girl was trapped in a 15-foot sinkhole uh, after the curb she was sitting on collapsed in Douglas County, Nebraska. She was rescued from this massive 15-foot sinkhole after the concrete curb that she was sitting on collapsed completely and plunged her down into the earth. She told authorities she was sitting down there on the curb when she felt the concrete begin to crack, and when she stood up, the ground crumbled beneath her and she fell into the hole. This trapped her underneath dirt and concrete. Now, the Omaha Fire Department used a rope to get the girl out of this massive hole after they got down in there and used airbags to remove the concrete from off the girl's legs. Sinkholes are becoming really very frequent. And in Siberia, that is still in the news. I talked last week about the floods in Siberia. Well, 23 people have died in the area, which has been hit by powerful floods in Russia, in Siberia, and they're still looking for people that can't be found. The latest reports today is that at least 10,000 people have been affected by these floods. At least 50 villages on the shores of Lake Baikal are inaccessible, and more than 4,000 buildings have been destroyed, as well as many bridges and roads. Now, per earlier reports, 22 people died, 11 are missing, and 10,900 residential buildings where 35,000 people live were flooded in 110 communities since the floods struck. And on top of that, some parts of the Baikal territory in Russia, in Siberia, are now experiencing freezing temperatures. That is very unusual. It's always cold up there, but it is still summer. And so on top of the severe weather where these people are suffering, some uh, areas of this region are experiencing uh, 32, 32 Fahrenheit temperatures. Miserable. Also, in the northern areas of Europe, they are having colder than average weather. They say there is no sign of summer in sight in Finland. In fact, meteorologists are saying there's absolutely no heat out there. There's no heat. The sun is not putting out any warmth. Um, they say that it has been uh, unusually cold. Now, it's summer there again. They say that uh, they might even uh, hover at, uh, zero, at freezing, 32 degrees, in Norway in their summer. And in south-central France, they had a huge thunderstorm which bombarded the French countryside with hailstones the size of tennis balls and included a record number of lightning bolts. They said that this was the second-to-worst weather threat in record, on record, and this happened in the Alps along the border with Switzerland and Italy. Hailstones the size of tennis balls. Wow. And in Germany, they have had a very rare July frost in Lower Saxony, um, near to freezing, that happened late last week. It was uh, it caused to, it broke the town's all-time record cold temperature for the month of July. 
So, and this follows right on the heels of the new record high temperature that this region reported. Uh, record high temperatures followed by record low temperatures overnight. 7.1 magnitude earthquake did strike Indonesia. They uh, issued a tsunami warning that struck along the Malaccan Sea to the country's east. And there were, has been a sharp rise in deaths by lightning strikes across Bangladesh. In the months of May and June, at least 126 people have been killed from lightning strikes. I don't bring this up often in the program. There's often reports that seem to supersede these. But lightning strikes and lightning-induced uh, deaths are increasing across the world. Lightning is striking the ground with greater frequency and greater force. Some strange weather patterns. Well, um, I live in a region of the world, of the United States, where there are caves and uh, lots of bats. And um, if you want to visit caves uh, to look at the bats or just go spelunking, often when you approach the cavern entrance, they'll have you disinfect your feet and uh, disinfect certain parts of your clothing uh, that you won't carry in outside viruses or fungus or germs because the bats are endangered. And uh, now this bat fungus is uh, moved to California. California officials have confirmed four cases of white nose syndrome in Northern California bats. Now this disease has killed millions of bats nationwide since it was discovered in 2006. This is a mysterious fungus killing me millions of bats in the Eastern United States. And now they say that this is um, occurring in California. Uh, the bats that have been involved were found near Lassen National Park and um, they say that this is uh, a problem now because the fungus has devastated the North American bat species and is uh, pushing, um, uh, pushing them to extinction. That's very disturbing. Uh, bats really are quite adorable, even if some people, they're really, they're really sweet little animals. And they do a great service for us. They eat lots and lots of insects. They're kind of a natural uh, pest controller and they're very needed for the balance of the ecosystem. All right, well, Russia's up to some interesting space activity. Russia is planning on building a future moon base, and uh, they tell us that this future moon base will operate on local resources. What in the world does that mean, do you think? What resources are on the moon? Dust? We know there's some dust and some rocks. Well, the article goes on to say that Russians have figured out a way to use 3D printers to build facilities that will allow standing crews to be housed and supported. They're going to use 3D printers to build buildings on the moon, as well as other resources that will house and support people. Now, Russia's ambitions to set up a base on the moon are no secret, but little is known about what the facilities would look like. But just a couple of days ago, Roscoe Cosmos said, shed some, uh, some light excuse me, on this whole question, saying that lunar construction proge projects will start after a series of shorter manned missions. So they're going to go investigate. They're planning to build compounds and communities on the moon, and they're telling us that we, they will use new technologies uh, like 3D printing methods. 
And I don't know about you guys, but that just blows my mind. I want to know, have any of the Starseed ever seen a 3D printer? Do you all understand how that works? Does that blow your mind, too? You can make anything with a 3D printer, practically, from what I've read. And now they're going to take these printers to the moon and just build what they need, just like that. Wow. Does that seem like magic to you, R.A.L.? Uh, um, it sounds like Star Trek to me. I mean, yeah, yeah, really, it does. It does. Well, it's like a replicator. A replicator, exactly, exactly. That's exactly right. It's just amazing to me. Well, there has been another mysterious deep space signal that's been traced to the other side of the universe. Now, since 2007, astronomers have been finding very brief, powerful signals from across the cosmos. They've done this in observations gathered by radio telescopes. And in the past week, researchers have pinpointed the location of a non-repeating signal for the very first time. Now, two days later, another group had announced that they discovered nine more. Now, the sources of these so-called fast radio bursts remain a mystery, but recently researchers have been honing their ability to locate their origins. So on last, uh, last week, a team using Caltech's Owens Valley Radio Observatory, which is near Bishop, California, reports that it managed to capture a new non-repeating signal and trace it back to a galaxy nearly 8 billion light years away. Now, there's been a number of possible explanations for what causes these uh, fast radio bursts, ranging from powerful neutron stars to extraterrestrial intelligence. An accelerated article preview uh, was published online in the journal Nature less than a week after an Australian team working with an array pathfinder announced that it had also traced a non-repeating burst back to its source galaxy some four billion light years away. So, what is with this sudden surge in activity? It's notable that there has been an uptick in various kinds of activity throughout our own solar system as well. Something's going on. Now, Carl Sagan has said, every one of us is, in the cosmic perspective, precious. If a human disagrees with you, let him live. In a hundred billion galaxies, you will not find another, another one like him. Or another one like you. Life is indeed precious. It is an enormous reality out there with arms wide open to greet us and for us to explore. And in light of that, I'd like to say something else that Carl Sagan shared with us. As a reminder, he said, The universe is not required to be in perfect harmony with human ambition. End quote. Oh, <laughs> like that. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. We have many ambitions, don't we? We're going to establish settlements here and there, and we're going to do all kinds of things. We're putting satellites into space, many thousands of them, and, well, that's all quite ambitious, but there it is. All right, um, that's it for tonight. So this is going to be an interesting show tonight, Ariel. Oh, absolutely. Very good. Yeah. Well, from my heart to each one of you, have a beautiful week, everybody. Just have a beautiful week. And thank you, Ariel. I'll see you all again next week. 
Okay. Thanks so much for the Starseed News, Anastasia. Great job. Okay. So um, I am going to get our guest online here. And it the mic is open. Sandra Biskind, thank you and welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much. That was the most interesting news I've heard in a long time. Well, it is different. <laughs> um, it's it's yeah. things that you just don't hear, you know, and, and uh, it's about the earth. And I think that it's very important that we understand what the earth is going through because we're not separate from that. Absolutely. I mean, that's one of yeah. the things that we talk about in Codebreaker in our book. And uh, it's unity, isn't it? You know, if you, feel, if you feel the oneness and the unity of all life, then, you know, you have to talk about what's happening out there in the galaxy. Well, absolutely, because it's all, it's all so connected. And, um, you know, if, if something happens to upset the balance, everyone will be affected by that. So um, exactly, it is it is a, a very um, very important thing for us to understand, and uh, and Anastasia does a really good job at bringing this information to us that we just you just never hear it on mainstream. Uh, I guess it's not, not sensational enough. Not wonderful. <laughs> well, um, I thought it was incredibly sensational. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, from our point of view. <laughs> Don't know about you know Fox News, but from our point of view, absolutely. So, I want to talk about this wonderful um, book and system. It's it's more than a book. It's it's a system that um, has a book, and but there's a lot more to it than that. But before we actually get into the the, the nuts and bolts of what you've written about, I'd like you to kind of start with um, how you got to the point where you wrote that a little bit about your background and and how you learned what you know to write such a wonderful book well I really it started when I was a child and um, you know I had divine beings speaking to me at night before I went to sleep and one of them said that his name was Jesus and so that was really exciting for me I didn't know who that was uh, not having grown up in a religious home at all and um, so right from a young age, I was really connecting on a multidimensional level to um, these beautiful high-frequency divine beings. And I was really told that I was, I was a divine child of God and that I was love and that it was my job to let the whole of humanity know that that was the truth. And um, I mean, I guess it sounds like a big ask for a three-year-old, but it didn't feel like it at the time. <laughs> not the way it was put to me um, and then of course uh, when I was 18 that's a that, like there's been just a series of turning points that have gotten me to be the person I am today and to be able to write that book with my husband and that was I'm um, at 18 my right ovary burst and I almost died and in that dying process uh, I had the most incredible experience I was later to learn that I had my first enlightenment or awakening experience, but it was when that I it was when I actually knew that peace 
was our natural state, that love is who we are. That was like a real remembering. But I was completely aware of what was going on in this huge hospital. And um, I trusted. There was just this trust. Oh, whatever's happening, I'm going to die or not. And I just trusted in the order of all things. And there was an integrity to it. I felt really whole and complete in my body, mind, and soul. And I was totally and completely neutral, which was a brand new state. I was like, what is this? I don't care that my mum's crying in the hallway or the, the surgeon's upset about cutting over my stomach or, you know, whatever it was. I was just neutral. And talking about unity, um, I felt a oneness with all life. I was, I was the doctor. I was my mum. I was, I was just everybody. And I was very mindful. And my intuition was tapped in. I knew exactly what was happening inside my body. And again, I was still neutral to it. So what I've just described to you in that experience at the age of 18 has, has become over the last 20 years, uh, an acronym for an acronym, an acronym that is platinum, which is for the eight high frequency states of our true self. So each one of us is a divine perfect being and the only thing stopping us from living in that state and understanding the truth of that are our unconscious thoughts, ideas, beliefs, programs and stories. And when I understood that um, during that, that experience when I was 18 years old, I realized, oh, so this is what's going to stop suffering. Because even while I was dying, I wasn't suffering. And I thought, okay. And I was thrown into the business world at the very young age because my mother was killed two months after I almost died. And um, that kind of spun my life right out of control again. And, uh, but all the while uh, that I was going through this business, I had to go in and take over my mother's fashion business. Um, I was really focused on the business world because I had to be, but underneath all of that, I knew who I was. I mean, I knew that I was a spiritual being. I knew I was energy and frequency. And, and um, it wasn't until I was 27 and, and courageous enough to leave what had become an abusive marriage that I absolutely started focusing all of my spare time when I wasn't working in my businesses on meditation. I joined the Geelong Christian Spiritual Church and they'd have a circle every Thursday night where they expected us to heal each other, channel spirit. Um, that was just normal. And so that was a brilliant education. And that's where I learned how to master my frequency. And that, of course, just changed my entire life. So you could that's kind of in a nutshell. And 20 years ago, I was you know, single for 18 years after that. 20 years ago, I, I met an American gentleman who, when he was a small child, all he wanted to do was set people free. And um, God uh, has given us this divinely arranged marriage where we get to play and have joy and work together, um, wanting to help empower people to change their frequency um, so they can show up as the best version of who they are, as we are doing and to be free from the unconscious programs that stop all of us from having the happiness and success and love that we've really come here to experience. Wow. So the, the, the two of you really had um, similar goals and um, 
mm. similar frequency. Uh, so, yeah, it sounds like a, a match made in heaven. So, um, Oh, yeah. I mean, I was told I was going to marry him before I met him. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And he asked me to marry him the second night that we met. So, and you felt like you have known him before? Oh, yeah. Look, I was 45 and Daniel was 51, and we just said to each other, okay, so when we come back, let's meet each other as teenagers so we have a lot more time together. Um, yeah, we've we've obviously traveled a lot of lifetimes together, and, um, you know, it wasn't odd for him that I was a medium and a psychic and a channel, and it wasn't odd for him on any level at all. Um you know, he was, he's been thriving on that and um, very exciting. <laughs> Makes for fireworks. Good it one. sure does. So um, do you, are you uh, saying, you know, in your book that the um, many, many past lives are still within our current energy field? We keep carrying those, uh, those records with mm. us. And they keep oh, absolutely. Uh, impacting us? Every single moment of every day, those, um, the, just imagine that you have an event where you have an emotion and you make a decision. And so even in this lifetime, we have events, emotions, and decisions, and they get locked into our DNA, our cell into the cellular memory, and they just, you know, they're there and they get triggered. Just imagine that we are being triggered by our ancestors program because they've been passed down to us via our genes and by every lifetime past, present and future that we've had where we have gone through emotional trauma and grief, they're in there as well. And uh, that's really, I think the greatest gift that I would say that I bring to the planet is that when I work with people, I'm able to kind of delve into the matrix of your soul some people call it, you know, accessing the Akashic Records, but for me, it's much greater than that um, because it's not a record for me. It's the being. Like if when I'm working with somebody, their their whole being appears before me, whether in another lifetime, past this one or, or future, and that part of them has a conversation with me and tells me um, what they what they went through how they, you know, how emotional it was and what the decisions are. And in every single case, 100% of the time over the last 40 years, that lifetime has has absolutely made total and complete sense to my clients and my students. And it, we've been able to clear away the emotional trauma, the impact from unconscious programs. This is the thing. You don't know what you don't know. So sometimes we're in, you know, negative life patterns and we sabotage ourselves in our love life or our business, you know, our health. And we're going, how come? Like, what is this? Did I agree to this? And it's not that we agreed to it. It's just that it's being triggered. And it's our job to clear out the past uh, programs and stories so that we can be free to live in this lifetime. So really getting ourselves karmically free and free from past and future lives is very important. Well, absolutely. So if I'm understanding you uh, correctly, we not only have the physical DNA codes in our in our physical body, but then we got the uh the double whammy 
because then there are also past life patterns, events, decisions, emotions, and that's carried more in the in the spiritual body. So there are two well, yes, areas that have to be us. attended. Mm-hmm. Pardon? Exactly. That well, actually, that information is encoded within us as well. Remember, in our DNA. So it's not just encoded in our energy field. It's actually encoded in our memory. So the memory, the memories of those past lives as well, have to be um, cleared and and released. Um, it's really incredible. And often too, just to be very clear, I will see someone and they'll have um, a a past life with them and that past life is running their business and they don't even know it. You know, they know they're not, they don't, you know, I had a one client last week who had stage four cancer and um, she'd been really working on it to release a lot of stuff. She'd done a great job. And I was able to see the small child right there, almost possessing her. And the small child was from a past life, but the child was so afraid of some of the things that this woman was doing in this lifetime, that she was sabotaging her, trying to stop her. And in the process, um, she got cancer. And as I was able to clear out this child out of her energy field and heal, heal the child's stories and decisions and send it back to its past life. Because remember, we say past, present and future, but multidimensionally, as science tells us, everything's happening in the now. Like there is only, it's, it's all now. So being able to heal those parts of us that are in other dimensions is very important. And, you know, she's totally cancer-free now. So it's, it's really, this is really important work that, um, that, that people don't realize that all of us, every human being, whether no matter how successful or not, we've all got this past programming um, in our DNA that is affecting us on so many levels. Wow, that's almost almost like like multiple personality disorder, where yes. um, you're not even conscious of when this other program takes over, and and mm-hmm. kind of sabotages you, and and then you you just wake up in a mess. So yeah, um, that's exactly now, right. Are, and are you saying? I hate that, saying that. It sounds so dire, doesn't it? But but it's so easy to to clear it out. It's such an easy thing um, to clear it out, and that's why we've written this book. It's because it's our legacy work to the world, and we're saying here, this is how life works. This is the reality, and this is how easy it is to to you know get get well again and to be well. So there is no there's no situation that's hopeless. None, not one, not one. And believe me, I have had people who have wanted to suicide, people who are wanting to divorce, people who are very, very sick, you know, mentally, emotionally on every level. And everyone, every one of us has um, the ability to heal. Just as we had the ability to make ourselves sick by, by our thoughts and our frequency, we have the ability to heal via our thoughts and our frequency. Remember, we're energy beings, so it makes sense that energy is going to heal us. Well, sure. I mean, it's there's like that. Lavendar always says there's only two kinds of energy: up spiral and down spiral. And and that makes it really simple. You know, if you've got a down spiral energy, you can 
stop it, tweak it, get it going upwards again, and then everything that goes along with that um, is beneficial. Oh, I love that. That's kind of like what we're saying in Codebreaker. We're saying high frequency and low frequency, which I think is saying saying the same thing in in a slightly different way. Yeah, well, the I mean, up spiral is alive and living, and down spiral yeah. is death and dying. It's when you know things are on their way out mm-hmm. and they're about to, you know, go out of existence, and and those are the only two energies that there really are, when you boil it all down. So, learning uh, your system to take, and we can have we can have up spiral parts of our life and down spiral parts of our life simultaneously. So using your system, you can take, take those energies that are heading in the wrong direction, turn them around, get them going back up again, and then be in balance with the other things in your life that were, you know, working. Uh, so exactly. you just, you just hit the nail on the head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> beautiful. Good. That was really well said. Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't heard anyone say it that way or explain it that way, but it was, that's perfect. That's exactly oh, right. Good. We can all oh, change, you. you know, we can always change our frequency and our, our beingness instantly when you know how. Right. You know, and there, I mean, I, I understand because, I mean, I work with, with people um, from an astrological point, um, but the same principles, um, they're universal, no matter how you use them um, and, and what different viewpoints or perceptions but it's all about energy and and changing energy is is as easy as um an effort of will it's like okay i'm going to change this you make a deliberate decision and and then you start working on it and that's where your book comes in it's like okay you've made the decision now what do you do (laughs) you get the code breaker book and and um and work with it. I was I, I was um, looking um, on Amazon, you know, because they give you a couple of chapters, and I was just like, this is so right on. Um, and I really I loved your title, your chapter titles, and I'm going to ask you about some of those um, in a, in a few minutes. But um, I, w- I did want to ask you, as long as we're talking about uh, like past lives and ancestry, are you saying that if a person's father had a very um a very tough life a lot of um a lot of challenges and and um yeah and suffering and and poverty and um you know, being victimized you can come into this life as a brand new soul and are you saying that you can carry that program of um you know everyone everybody picks on me that can come from a, an mm-hmm. ancestor Yes, it can, and it does. Um, yeah, you, well, you look at how children are conditioned from birth by their parents and the parents' decisions and thought, thought process and their, their point of view, and just that conditioning alone is, um, is powerful, let alone what's being brought down from generation to generation and what you've just described is right. So, um, you know, people who have being very wealthy and abused power in another lifetime, like even if it's part of your ancestry, they might say, oh, you know, having power and wealth is is dangerous. I'll never be wealthy again. And so you find that this starts a spiraling down pattern 
in the family line of okay where money is dangerous we don't make money money and there's always a struggle around money until you actually clear that out right yeah i mean i know i know a lot of people that um are in in that um situation of of lack of struggling financially and um and what you're saying goes way beyond um the law of attraction Oh yes, doesn't yeah. Doesn't but look, it? I love I love the law of attraction to a point, but it just doesn't go far enough because it's saying that um, if you you know do your vision board, if you uh, have your intention clear, it will come to you. And what we're saying is, well, it might if you don't have an unconscious program that is blocking it. For instance, you might put on your vision board the photo of your ideal partner and say, yes, this man is coming to me. And your unconscious mind might go, well, that's what you think. Who do you think you are? You're not beautiful enough. You're not smart enough. They'd never love you. And the unconscious mind is running our show 95% of the time. So the conscious mind might look at that and go, yeah, that's what I want. And the unconscious mind is going, forget it. You're just not having it. And yeah, that's why the law of it, that's why you have to go beyond the law of attraction. And a lot of law of attraction people now, like Jack Canfield, who's a really good friend and, um, Mind movies, Natalie Ledwell is a great friend. They're all they're still teaching law of attraction. They're starting to add this in now, which is really important because people were feeling like, well, hang on, the law of attraction doesn't work for me. I must be doing something wrong. That's not it. They're not doing anything wrong at all. They're they're manifesting beautifully, just like everybody else, except that they've got hidden programs that are stopping them from having what they want. Yeah, and you know, sometimes I think. Someone can say something to you um, early on in your life, and and it grows roots, and it becomes, mm-hmm. you know, like you're never going to amount to anything, or you know, you're never going to do this, or you can't be like that. Um, and if you believe them, then you've got another layer. Not only <laughs> what you had in your own past lives, in your DNA inheritance, in your genes. And then you've got, you know, the the um, environmental conditioning that, um, you know, people can uh, they can do a lot of damage, on you know, not on purpose, but it can do a lot of damage by just saying things, uh, especially when people are in their formative years. I think. Mm. Yeah, I don't think so, people uh, have understood the power of words. Yeah, I mean the the power of words. Um, even I mean in your in your manifestation, um, I, I strongly believe that the, the I mean the spoken word carries a manifestational ability, uh, a, a, a yes. essence to it. And and if you're constantly saying things that I don't know because it's a a trendy thing to say. Uh, or or whatever you don't realize that you're you're manifesting by default and not really deliberately um you know just because of of your words so yeah it's, i think it's very yeah. important to um well, I think to be what, careful what you say <laughs> well yeah and you, you know what let's take it one step further and let's take it to be careful what you think because just just know this that your thoughts are just as powerful as your spoken word. And during our live events, we've got one coming up in Marina Del Rey 
uh, next weekend and then this coming weekend and then in October in Australia. And during that weekend, we get people to come up the front with us and we do muscle testing and we show them that I get the information, so it's in my mind, I think it, and then I test the person without even opening my mouth. In other words, my thoughts alone are affecting the person I'm working with. And that happens to all of us. So, so as, as very high-frequency beings and people who want to have an impact on this planet and, and want to live as the best version of who we are, then we have to really be diligent about training the mind and training our thoughts to think what we want them to think, not what it wants to think. And that includes the um, the silent, um, Lavender calls them silent submarines, uh, things that are kind of like Love unspoken, it. but they're yes. there, they're, they're, they're not visible. And, and before you know it, you know, they're, they're firing torpedoes at you. And, and a lot of us plant those, um, those mines ourselves, and then we go step in it. And then, and then you're standing there going, how did that happen? So, and then there's a lot of... <laughs> I, love, I love that. Well, you know, that's what I say to you. These programs in our thoughts, they, they, they're so sneaky and they slap us around when we least expect it. And that's why, you know, Codebreaker is such an important work in the world because it's one of the few systems that is a mind training system as it immerses you in high frequency divine energy. So it's doing, you know, it's kind, it's kind of that mix of ancient mystical spirituality with modern day science and you put them both together and you come up with something that's really fast and effective. And um, it's, been, it's been quite a, a wonder to get the feedback from people who have listened to the book or read it and who are using it daily as to how their lives are really changing and how they're starting to think differently. And that's the thing that makes our hearts sing more than anything. Right. Well, yeah, when, when you can help someone um, dissolve those hurdles, I mean, just completely get rid of them and then see how, how you know, nice and smooth the path is and everything comes easily because it's not, we're not here to suffer. You know, a lot of people think that, yeah, well, um, I'm suffering, so uh, I must have some karma that I'm paying back. Uh, and that's maybe true in 1% of the time. I don't know. Um, it just doesn't seem to feel true to me that you know, we're, none of us came here to do penance and suffer for some no. misdeed. Um, a lot of it is just self-imposed and um, don't realize that it's, it's, it's coming from within. And you can't blame everybody yeah, else around you. Yeah. No, you you absolutely can't. And you know, it's really interesting for me is that when I see these and and you know hear these unconscious programs that come up, you realize that the reason why we're suffering is because it's in the unconscious. It's not, and and it do, it becomes karmic because we keep doing it over and over and over again. And it's like, wow, hang on a minute. That's why using inquiry, you know, like using powerful questions using uh, meditation and guided visualization to get in under the conscious mind into the unconscious it's so powerful because you get to understand what makes you work and you get to realize that hang on a minute you know i don't need to be punished you know and i when I, i work with so many people around the world and that's a common by the way that is a common program that's in the unconscious 
I'm a bad person, I deserve to be punished. And it's, you know, it affects people in so many different ways. It affects their health, their wealth, their, their well-being, their relationships. And at the minute that is cleared out of the unconscious, everything opens up and becomes easy again, which is, which is what you said so beautifully. And that is that that's what life is meant to be. Right, and we just we just kind of get all tangled up, um, and and I'm sure that the media, um, and TV and marketing, uh, has a lot to do with that that programming. You know, if you don't have clear skin, white teeth, um, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, thin that's body, right. I'm not know, beautiful uh, enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we are all beautiful and perfect. And a work still in progress, perhaps. But um, you had mentioned you had mentioned um, at some place in the in the part of your book that I did get to read uh, that you estimate that we use only five to fifteen percent of our of our conscious brain. That's right. Am I quoting yeah. that correctly? Isn't that incredible? Yeah, I think you are. It's it's just really it's very little. And that's why um, when we work with people, by the way, we give them transmissions of this incredible divine energy. And we've worked with a scientist in Sydney who has mapped out what happens when we put our hands on people's heads. And it changes the way the brain functions and opens up the brain to make it so that, that it has the capacity to access multidimensional realities, to become psychic, to do all of the things that I can do. And so that, because that's a human condition, if one human can do it, we can all do it. And um, yeah, so it's very, very important to understand. Please, 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 if you do nothing else, work with somebody who can delve into the unconscious mind, give you the tools to do it for yourself and discover what is hidden from you. Because the minute you start doing that, that's the minute you start changing your life. Um, you know, Patty Aubrey, Jack Canfield, they go, you know, this work is the secret source to their success and it's a real game changer. And it's now, you know what, this is, this is like this new technology, this human technology is coming onto the planet faster and faster and faster and faster. And that's what I love about what's happening right now. I mean, I couldn't even talk about this stuff 40 years ago. I would have been run out of the country. But now it's like, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's all energy. Uh-huh. Oh, sure. Sure. I mean, Lavendar, um, who is kind of our our North Star, um, I mean, she was writing about walk-ins in the late 70s, but she wasn't allowed to talk about it. She had to put it in a bank vault Mm -hmm. and wait until now when that's much more um, an acceptable topic and, and she might not be you know, arrested or or taken to the uh, loony bin or something for for talking about that. But um, I, I wanted to go back and actually talk about the word platinum and those eight yeah. states of high frequency because that that is so it's so perfect. It worked out. I mean, yeah, of course, it's an acronym. Yeah. So talk yeah, about isn't that. Yeah, isn't it please. beautiful? Well, okay, so platinum, you know, as I said, I had that experience when I was 18, but when I met Daniel and about uh, six years ago when we got to the stats, I said we, we both knew that we had to write a book that would be our legacy work. So we put a big sheet of paper up on the wall 
and we decided we would put the chapters that we would write and what we wanted to write about across the top and then we could go about finding quotes and everything to match up with it and once we'd put the chapters up the top we looked at it and I just said to Daniel oh my goodness that spells platinum doesn't it and we didn't decide that platinum was a great acronym it happened it was given to us so this is again another divinely inspired guidance that down came platinum to dance with the world and then we were given all of the low the core low frequency blockers to it and then that's how the system emerged and it was like oh so if you've got someone in your life that you haven't forgiven then you can never ever know peace and then if you have if you're in fear that means that fear is blocking love you know so if you look at the system and it's I love I love trust you know if you're in a state of worry or anxiety all that means is hey that's fantastic I, I get that I'm worried I get that I'm anxious I now have to do a u-turn and get back into trust and trust that everything will turn out the way it should and trust that the money will come for that bill and trust that I am good enough and so platinum is this beautiful high frequency um, Daniel almost calls it an octave, you know, this octave of these eight being the states of who we are. Platinum describes our true self. That's the perfection of who we are. And we're saying, well, if we could all live a platinum life, then we would be, we would have mastered the frequency blockers to platinum and the way we speak, the way we act, the way we show up in the world would be very, very different. And, you know, what an inspiration I know from, from our point of view that when we're very diligent, when we're, our minds are trained, when we're really doing um, and living in that state, when we walk into a room, people stop and they go, whoa, what is that? And they can actually feel the presence of this incredible love of this platinum beingness. And um, so that's our mission now is to, is to teach people to um, become platinum life coaches and to teach people to become platinum life teachers and take our place, make, our, make us redundant, and to really have a million people around the world who are, you know, using the system, coaching, coaching other people with it, making money from it, do, you know, doing the, these three-day weekends that we're doing, doing them all over the world, and simply having this um, awareness and the system grow and, and for millions to just use it in a way that supports their life and uplifts them. Um, it's an exciting. I don't know whether we'll live to ever see that. It doesn't matter. The fact is that where the, I guess you could say where the star seeds, we're seeding this system and um, we're just very excited about it. You never know. We might come back as teachers of it in another lifetime. <laughs> well, I think um, there will be a lot of, I mean, a lot of people that, that have such, I mean, the the testimonials, they just go on forever and ever. I mean, people are raving about this this system, and it's not just a book; it's a system, and um, and you have it set up like with exercises and and techniques, and um, you know, you keep a journal of your progress. Um, oh, I love. I mean, the is, journal, am I getting that correctly? Yeah. yeah. You are. The journal is so beautiful. Um, and we realized we needed the journal when we finished the book because people are going to use this book forever. It's going to be like a lifetime um, piece in, in your life. And um, so 
to measure your shifts and to measure how your life is changing, using the journal and answering the questions and, and working in it, and then going back to your first journal and looking at where you are now in your second or third journal as you continue to go through the system, that's going to be mind-blowing for people. Um, it's really, it's super exciting. Like we're, you know, a spoiler alert, we're giving the journal to everyone who's coming to our live events in Marina Del Rey and, and Melbourne, and they're going to use those during the weekend. And can you imagine what's going to happen like six months from after the program, they're going to go back and they'll be using the journal and they'll be able to look at what they were going through six months ago and now how their life has changed because they're living in a very different place. Yeah, that's that's a really a really effective um, way to track to track your 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 progress, mm-hmm. your feelings, your the your exercises. Um, and one thing I I did want to ask um, on the topic of forgiveness: um, Are there some uh, some guidelines? Because we all know that you know it's a it's a very high state forgiveness, uh, but it's it's a lot easier said than done. Mm, uh, yes, because I think there, I mean, there, uh, you know, people it's like, okay, I can forgive you, but I can't forget what you did. Yeah, I mean, and so that's that, the ego that... mind forgiveness. Yeah, <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to make a distinction there. I, I love what you just said. Just imagine that that's the ego. That's the way the ego mind does it, but the divine mind doesn't do it that way at all. The divine mind knows that it doesn't have to forgive the person; it has to forgive the program. So let's start. You know, giving giving people a little bit, some little tips that makes it easier to get to into your heart and to give from this divine place rather than from the mind. First of all, you're not forgiving a person; you're forgiving a program that the the person is running. Secondly, imagine that person as a small child going through the trauma and the programming that they went through. And secondly. Imagine that they are you and that you've given a part of you and that you've given that part of you this script and this part of your script says, abuse me. And so they've come into your frequency and they're reading your script, abuse me, and there they go in Academy Award-winning style. And so it's really important to understand that um, there's more to a situation, there's more to the things that hurt us than what we really can see on the outside. And... um, the Hawaiians do a beautiful prayer of forgiveness. You probably know it, um, but I'm going to give it to you and to your to wonderful people listening. And this is just such a lovely thing to say. So if you've got someone that has hurt you or you, because what I find is that most of us can't forgive ourselves for certain things. And so really just imagine that person or yourself in front of you and say, I love you. I see you. I'm sorry please forgive me. Thank you. And you say that over and over and over again. And as you're saying it, you start to go into your heart. It starts, it's like a, it's like an ego mind bypass. And um, it's a really effective way of coming to that place of forgiveness. Because if you think about it, forgiveness is enlightened self-interest. It's actually not about the other person. It's, It's about you. It's about you um, not getting sick. It's about you not carrying around um, this frequency that that upsets everything about your physical being, as let alone your emotional body. Oh, that's beautiful. 
So you just you Thank just you. you have to you have to say this um, and and um, reflect upon it, and the more you do that, yes. the 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 more mm-hmm. you clear. It. That's right. And look, I've made a lot of little videos. Um, if you go onto the Biskinds uh, YouTube channel, if you go to our website, the Biskinds, um, we give away a lot of information like this on those. Um, little videos where I'm actually taking you through that forgiveness prayer and talking about peace. And in every single program that we do, peace and forgiveness are the first port of call because the P is the first letter in platinum. So it's the first one, first aspect of our true self that we work with. And then, of course, forgiveness goes all the way through. So you find when you come to love, you have to address forgiveness. When you When you come to all of it, you're addressing forgiveness the entire system. Wow, I see that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so many people have have a story that is is yeah. not a fun story. It's not an uplifting story. It's a sad story, and they keep saying it over and over again and telling it over and over again. And it starts to become, you know, the 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 model for their lives. And it seems to make sense that if you if you practiced another thought, another story over and over and over again, then that could be your your um, your model for a new shift. So that's exactly um, right. Yeah. Boy, you are good. You get it. That's exactly right. And so we have to decide, you know, we're sovereign, powerful beings. We have sovereignty over our thoughts. No one can tell us what to think, really. And if they try, you can go, well, thank you very much. <laughs> but it's none of our business what, any, what, what anybody else thinks about us. Now, that's a big one, right? It's none of our business what anybody else thinks about us. It's our business and God's business. And then from that point of view of having sovereignty over our thoughts, we're really the ones who make the decision to be happy or not. We're the ones who make the decision to, um, you know, forgive or not. We only, only us can do it. So that's why this uh, Codebreaker Discover the Password to Unlock the Best Version of You with its, you know, companion in the journal is so important because you are training yourself to think in a way that supports life and uplifts you and that brings happiness and success. And there's not many systems out there that can do that. Um, And working on the conscious mind has its brilliant benefits, but it just doesn't go deep enough. Right. Right. I mean, you're you're walking on the ice on top of the lake and there's all that underneath that you don't even acknowledge and it's what the lake is. Yes, that's right. You know, you're just walking on the surface of the frozen ice. Um, I want to also ask about, um, I, I remember you had those two beautiful little graphs. I think they were heart-shaped for, you know, for platinum, for peace, love, awareness, trust, integrity, neutrality, unity, and mindfulness. Those are the, the words. And then if you, um, you know, so if you don't have um, peace or love, you don't it's because you don't have forgiveness um but you mentioned judgment and if you have if you if you need if you want Whoa. to have unity you cannot have judgment 
and we've been teaching right. um, in, in a different um, aspect of that because, I mean, we are all evolving and and going through an evolutionary change. That's that's why we're here, and it's it's an it's a nonstop process. No matter what level you're on, there's always another level beyond that to get to. But if you have judgment, that stops the game right there, and you can't go any farther until you do something to to transmute that. So do you I have any? It. That's um, exactly any, right. You yeah. have any tips? Well, um, uh, systems yes. about <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, have to think about this. If you think about the fact that, you know, when you point a finger at somebody, three are pointing back at you. Uh-huh. So, so when you judge someone else, your unconscious mind applies that judgment to you. So how damaging is that? Every time you judge another person to be wrong, your unconscious mind is saying, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm I'm what, I'm fat. I'm too fat. I'm too thin. I'm not beautiful. Oh, they're so ugly. Oh, and the unconscious mind is applying those judgments to you, and that is doing untold damage. It's almost like diving below the 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 ice on the top into the freezing water that's going to kill you in seconds. And so judgment is, um, you know, we need judgment to judge how far away something is. We need judgment to do calculations. That's not what we're talking about. We're actually talking about gossip, um, judgment. We're talking about negative life patterns where we look at ourselves and say, oh, you know, I'm this, I'm that, or they're this, they're that. We just can't afford the luxury of those negative thoughts because those judgments, uh, they actually stop us from knowing the oneness of all life, from, from actually from knowing reality. But the reality is that there is only one so we are really judging ourselves. So we have to learn compassion, compassion for ourselves and for others. And again, know that when we're judging them, what they look like and what they're doing ultimately is a result of their unconscious programs. So it all comes back to that. So when you look at people, you go, whoa, okay, I get it. So they've got these unconscious programs running. I don't know what they are, but look at what that has manifested. And that's the only interest we can have. It's just like, and then, of course, the other interest is that if we've brought them into our life, it's never, ever about them. It's only ever about us. So when we judge somebody, we're going, okay, what is it that I'm thinking that has brought this situation and this event into my life? And, um, yeah, judgment's another one. It's like forgiveness, isn't it? You can fall into the trap so easily. Well, I and and people make offhanded comments and they don't even think of it as as judgment but you no, know but it is um, <laughs> the, the you know and it's like a, it is. well yeah yeah i mean even and beyond just just people I mean situations and it's like well this this sucks <laughs> you know <laughs> this this situation sucks that's a judgment um it's yeah. a perception you know, it was interesting as an Australian coming here, because I was like neutral to what was happening on in the political scene. And I got here and um, President Obama was in. And I had friends of mine that were literally making themselves sick over what he was doing and not doing. And then six years later, President Trump's in and then different people are making themselves sick over what he's doing. And I'm looking at all of this going, wow, isn't this interesting that all of these judgments 
and perceptions and all of these, everything that's going on, people are literally uh, dividing and making themselves sick because that's their choice. They're choosing to get hooked in to a scenario. And it was like, yeah, I watch CNN in the morning and Fox at night and I feel like I'm in two different countries. And, and, and it went, this, is, this is like watching the ego mind at work at its best. You know, I think politics is a, is a it's, it's actually, okay, you want to know how the ego mind works? Watch the news because it's all fake news and everything has an agenda. It's almost like the agenda is the, the unconscious programs and everybody's playing out the programs that they don't even know are there. And so it, it's, a, it's a pretty deadly game. Well, it is. And, I mean, um, uh, mainstream news is intent mm. on instilling fear. If you keep people That's fearful, job. Yes. yeah. If you That's keep people job. fearful, then you can control them. So, oh um, boy, you are so smart. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> right. You know, and control is what it's all about. Well, absolutely. You know, when you've got, you've got, you know, one one sheep herder and ten thousand sheep. You got to keep those sheep really off balance if you want to, you know, master them. And then you know, so you get to the one percent of people who are governing the ninety-nine percent of you know nine billion people. Um, you've got to keep them, you know, in fear or or on their knees. Otherwise, they can, you know, and and again, it's the ego mind wanting control. And, yeah, and you know, I, think sometimes... I think there, there isn't a country on the planet that's exempt from it either. You know, it, it's the human condition, isn't it? That's why you uh-huh. know, shows like this and, and what you're doing is so important because you're saying there's another way. You know, there, you don't have to get hooked into that. Um, there's a wonderful man called Martin Rue. He's the founder of um, the Heaven on Earth Project. And um, he said, I want, I want to read this book. So we sent him a copy. And um, he rang up three days later and said, what's going on? This is not a book. This is a system. And he said, and I started reading it and I felt really high. And so I put it down and the feeling kept going. It was like, it was, it stayed with me. And then he said, and he said, I want to confess something. <laughs> and I'm not out of tone because he actually wrote this on Amazon. He said, I was addicted to the news. And now I don't feel the need to watch it at all. And that's what happens when you change your frequency, change your mind, and change who you are. You're no longer having to um, take sides, to make judgment, to, you know, to, to look at life in a way that doesn't serve anyone. Except those that are putting it out. Yeah, you know the agenda you of mean, those. We're talking who are, about the deep state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But certainly, um, I mean the 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 news is 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 pretty much fiction, and it's been slanted. Yes, you know they don't mention some things, and then they mention other things, and it makes you put your focus in the wrong place. And you know, I mean, being I haven't I haven't ever watch the news <laughs> uh, you know and it's like well don't yes, you want to be informed and, and 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 know what's going on in the world it's like yeah i'd like to but that's not what the news is telling us it's only you know it gives you an indication of what they want you to think 
and then maybe you can extrapolate from that. But um, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, we're better, is, honestly, it, we are better off. We're better off watching Codebreaker, uh, listening to Codebreaker, and doing the meditations. <laughs> By the way, whoever's listening right now, if you want to go to codebreakerbook.com, and that's codebreakerbook one word dot com, there are three free meditations that we created to go with the system, and we would just love you to have them. So go to codebreakerbook.com, download the meditations, start using them straight away, and they will begin to change your frequency immediately. Well, thank you. So it's codebreakerbook.com, and they can, they can download yes. uh, the free meditations to get started right away. Exactly. And if you're on the site and you're being called to, you know, read Codebreaker or just have the high frequency of that book in your home, you can actually, you know, click on the, the button there and you can get it from Amazon. Excellent. So I've got to ask you about training the ego puppy. I love that phrase. Yes. <laughs> so it's, it's I entertaining. Do but, so uh, how so do we train the ego and I, puppy? And I, yeah, look, listen, I've got clients that ring me up and say, oh, my God, I really had to kick my ego puppy on a tight leash this week. My husband was doing this, 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 and this, right? And so what the ego puppy is, just imagine that all of us, um, all of us were born with an ego puppy and he or she runs rampant in our life if we don't train it. And so you do not want your ego puppy piddling and pooping all over you, your home, and everybody else, which an untrained ego mind does that. So the ego puppy is like saying, listen, we know we've got an ego mind. We don't want to kill it. We're about wholeness. We want to bring it in and we want to create a scenario where it's trained so well that it works with us, not against us. And so, yeah, just being able to have an ego puppy is like, "Mm mm-hmm, all right, I know who that was. That was a slip in my magnificent magnificence or my ego puppy is really mucking up right now. And when you start to use that, like in relationship with Daniel and myself, if I say or do something and I look at him and I can see he might not be happy, I go, oh, my ego puppy really messed up right then. And that just diffuses everything, right? Because you, you can take um, in relationship, you can actually take responsibility by understanding that it is the ego mind. It's that thought process just doesn't work. It doesn't serve you. It could be unconscious. It may not be, but it slapped you around or someone else anyway. And seeing it as an ego puppy, I think just makes it a bit more fun to work with. So we, we're in the book, we're trying to give people fun. And also if we do a children's version of this, how much fun do you think, I mean, I'm a big child. I love, I love Ego Puppy. How much fun do you think kids would have with Ego Puppy? And it's a great way to teach them that when they say and do things that hurt themselves and other people, that it's not acceptable, that they have to train. They have to go through a training process. Mm-hmm. But just, I mean, just the, 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 the concept. Um, I mean, if a puppy is, is being naughty, you're not going to kick it. You're not going to hit no. it. You're gonna, you have to train it. It just doesn't know mm-hmm. any better. So in That's that right. respect, it mm-hmm. allows you to, to have some compassion for that, that, that little rascal that can sometimes you know, get loose and go chew up your slippers. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, you know, it's the, it really the, is having compassion for yourself. That was a good word. 
Well, yeah, I mean, and I mean, I tell people that I mean, on, a, on a different level, uh, but people that are, are working with um, older people that um, that are giving them kind of a hard time, and it's like, it doesn't matter how old you are. If you're younger than, than someone, um, you can still see them as a little child who just doesn't know better and, and, and yes, have the exactly. compassion that you would give them if that person was only three or four years old. But because they're an adult, they don't get that same compassion. And and that's, you know, you just, yeah, there are always going to be people, older or younger are you, who are not as evolved as you. And you you can't you can't judge them any more than you'd want to be judged by the people who are light years ahead of you. And you'd want them to give you a break if you screwed up. So that's 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 just my way of putting it. But it is having the compassion for people when they are, you know, messing up a little bit and and going off the tracks because you can always get back yep. on. Perfect. Yeah. Well, that I think you've just brought together compassion and judgment in a, and judgment and forgiveness in a beautiful way there too. By the way, you know, that, that was just it kind of goes really hand lovely. in hand. Well, thank you. Thank Isn't you. It? So now we have the ego puppy. What about the cosmic kitten? Oh, yes. Well, we love cos- I love cosmic kitten because cosmic kitten is really, that's the part of us that is represented. That's the part of us that represents our divine mind. It's our intuition. It's our inner guidance system. It's like when ego puppy wants to do and say something that is going to hurt us or someone else, cosmic kitten can jump in and go, mm, hang on a minute. You know, I don't think this is a good idea. It's like you being able to tap in to a higher consciousness. And um, that's why we call it cosmic kitten. Um, I hate saying it's female because, you know, men have cosmic kittens too, but, but we all do know cosmic kitten is that beautiful um, feminine intuition and inner knowing well, of that, course. that really, yeah. Of co- well, of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, the, the feminine intuition and the returning of the feminine in balance with masculine is a major uh, project going on on this planet right now. A lot of people have this mission of rebalancing and bringing in the feminine, bringing, bringing that cosmic kitten um, into greater balance because the ego is masculine. And you know we had a, we had a guest um, uh, quite some time ago. One thing she said really stuck with me is that when when someone is trying to to help you with a situation and it's like, well, you could do this or you could do that, and maybe and then and if the first thing that comes out of their mouth is yeah, but that's when the ego has stepped in and um, kind of usurped the whole conversation. Anytime you say but, that's the logical um, ego mind kind of squashing the whole idea. So if you catch yourself saying, yeah, <laughs> but. Bad. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with the big butt, <laughs> but I don't think, I think no, that, that's you right. know, that's that, it's a good way to monitor yourself. Yeah. You know, when, when somebody's you know, this giving you this has been a, such a wonderful conversation. I want to thank you so much for, for inviting me onto the show and to speak with you. And obviously Lavender is a very, very um, evolved divine being who's really, whose divine guidance is just really, um, that you guys are 
you know, you've, you're just such a beautiful representation of it. And um, so thank you. Thank you very much. Well, you are you are so welcome. It has been a pleasure. I can't believe it's the time has really gotten away from us, uh, but that's just the mark of a really good guest. Um, so I so appreciate this, and um, I want to recommend to our audience that they go to your website, which is the Biskinds, and that's the word the T H E, and Biskind is B I S K I N D S dot com, and then there's also codebreakerbook.com where they can download some yes. free meditations um, and the book is available on your website as, and it's also available on Amazon. I'm sure it's everywhere that that fine books are sold but um, I do do yourself a favor and and check out this book and the meditations. There is such a, a rich uh, amount of content on your website with um, with meditations, with guidances, with videos, um, um, and the uh, poems. I, I love that quote. Um, what was it? We are we are in the right place. We're in God's classroom. You know which one I'm talking about. Now, now we just have to stop throwing spitballs. Oh, don't you love that Hafiz poem? All the way through Codebreaker, apart from the meditations, the four questions, the inquiry, there are those beautiful high-frequency divine poems, and they absolutely ignite within us um, this this love and fun and wonder that we are, which was that ancient poet. Yeah, please, you know, start immersing yourself in that poetry because that poetry changes your frequency as you're watching it. And by the way, I think he's talking about the ego mind there when he, when he says stop throwing spitballs. <laughs> well, of course, of course. That's the, well, that's the the um, the, the, the subconscious <laughs> um, rearing its head um, at an inopportune moment. But um, we exactly. just have to get out the just get out the uh, <laughs> get out the vacuum cleaner and just clean out that whole under the under the surface stuff to to let us move forward especially i mean our audience um is for star seeds for people who are more enlightened and um on the path to uh work and they're on world service in some way serving humanity and um helping to get us through this shift without losing uh, the planet and too many people so um this is our audience and i know that they really understand where you're coming from, and I do encourage you to take a look at Sandra and Daniel's work. And we thank you for the work that you do and for bringing this to the public, especially to our audience. You're very welcome. It's just been an honor to be on the show with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So um, we're going to wrap it up now, and uh, we'll be back next week, and Lavendar will be back uh, next week after um, taking her break and now she's all geared up and ready to go so we're going to look forward to um, having her back on with us um, starting next week and Sandra thank you thank you so much and and tell Daniel, Daniel also that we thank him for um, for the work that he does the two of you together are a really good team uh, thank you love you and hope we can do this again sometime 
Okay, Sandra, thanks so much. Good night. Good night. Well, we will be back next week with Lavendar. And uh, until then, take care and remember to find compassion and gratitude in every day. It's the key to the fifth dimension. Good night, everyone. You've been listening to Starseed Radio Academy. Visit our website at www.starseedhotline.com. 